0: Today we're reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita on the occasion of discussing the process of uh, Sankirtan book distribution, in particular the um, so-called marathon, the ways in which we rise to various occasions, especially this occasion, which is a uh, spontaneous occasion that arose from the hearts of devotees many years ago in Los Angeles and We've continued in that spirit for many years, and the uh, um, you all here have been exemplars of that spirit for decades at the manor. So it's befitting that we discuss it as we're going into this um, great time of celebration that we get to be together and uh, give extra from our hearts for the most worthy cause on the planet. So that we we've chosen, I've chosen this verse, well actually it was a group process. So we chose this verse in the car last night as a, um, a possible starting off point for, to, to discuss a few points about the importance of book distribution and what it means to all of us. Hare Krishna. So this is from the Sri Chaitanya charitamrita Madhya uh, volume 8, text number 39, and it's talks between Lord Chaitanya and Ramananda Roy. Mahanta Svabhava e Tarita Parmara Nija Karya Nahi Tabu Yanha Taraghara. Mahanta Svabhava means the nature of saintly persons. A. E, this, Tarite, to deliver. Pamara, fallen souls, Nija own, Karya, business, Nahi, there is not. Tabu still Yanha goes tar, his ghara, house. It is the general practice of all saintly people to deliver the fallen. Therefore they go to people's houses, although they have no personal business there. A sannyasi is supposed to beg from door to door. He does not beg simply because he is hungry. His real purpose is to enlighten the, the occupant of every house by preaching Krishna consciousness. A sannyasi does not abandon his superior position and become a beggar just for the sake of begging. Similarly, a person in householder life may be very important. But he may vo- also voluntarily take to the mendicant way of life. Similarly, a person in household life may be very important, but he may also voluntarily take to the mendicant way of life. Isn't that an interesting sentence? Say yes. 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 Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami were ministers, but they voluntarily accepted the mendicant's life in order to humbly preach Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's message. It is said about them Mashesha Shri Tuchavat karunaya kavpina Although the Goswamis were very aristocratic, on the order of Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu they became mendicants just to deliver the fallen souls. One should also consider that those who engage in the missionary activities of the Krishna consciousness movement are under the guidance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They are not actually beggars. Their real business is to deliver fallen souls. Therefore, they may go from door to door just to introduce a book about Krishna consciousness so that people can become enlightened by reading. Formerly, brahmacharis and sannyasis used to beg from door to door. At the present moment, especially in the Western countries, a person may be handed over to the police if he begs from door to door. Anyone? At the present moment, especially in the Western countries, a person may be handed over to the police if he begs from door to door. In Western, country, in, in Western countries, begging is considered criminal. Members of the Krishna consciousness movement have no business begging. Instead, they work very hard to introduce some literatures about Krishna consciousness so that people can read them and be benefited But if one gives some contribution to a Krishna conscious man, he never refuses it. And I offer my most humble and respectful obeisances to his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who's made all of this possible, because of of the way he he took very humbly the order of his spiritual master. And then uh, look at the result. Uh, We've been given facility. I'll move over to the microphone. You just stay here. Uh, we've all been given facilities, so uh, we, uh, we continually give our obeisances to those who have benedicted us. This is the, the way of spiritual life to offer again and again our humble respects and gratitude. So, to His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who presides over this organization, we uh, offer our services, we offer our, our hearts out of love and service to Him. That's the way of perfection in life, is to find a great soul and, and emulate His or Her way of uh, serving the Lord. We take up the same mood and mission. So that's what we're doing here. And I offer my respectful obeisance to all of you because you're the exemplars of how to serve Śrīla Prabhupāda. Uh, holding together an institution, uh, simply uh, institution means f- facility, uh, that by which uh, a, uh, the culture, that which is real, right, and valuable, can be transported across a time and geography this meaning of an institution. It's a delivery system, actually. And all of you, uh, despite any obstacles which are inevitable from being in a material body and having to work together with other living entities, who in- invariably have other ideas about how to do things, we all have differences of opinion. Yes or yes? Yes. yes. And so uh, you're doing it here. Um, you have respect for the founder, Charya. You give your life and soul by following his instructions. You also respect one another as Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis. And uh, you dedicate yourself to the principles of Krishna consciousness by following the regular principles of freedom. Despite the fact that the entire current of society is going the other direction, you bravely stand up or what's there in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. This is real life. That's the life of being a hero in this world and and conquering birth and death. And at the time of death, being able to fully give one's heart and say, yes, I was in it. I gave myself to this fully. So our movement really is, uh, although we do have Uh, management systems and efficiencies, there's a way in which uh, the the heart of our movement is about love and gratitude. I think the Beatles said it best many years ago, when they said all you need is love. And if I had Javi Prabhu here, he could play a few lines from it. uh, This uh, gratitude, if we consider it carefully, is for a person. There is no gratitude without intent. For instance, if I'm a thief and I steal $100 from somebody's bag, I can't feel gratitude to them because their intention wasn't there. And if you trace back intention, it's always to a person. And therefore, we notice the intention of other living beings. That's where all the action is what a living being decides to do is based on his or her free will and of course we discount it when we see that somebody's impelled by the modes of material nature krishna says api Sudharacharo, what can be done people get pushed around by the modes of nature that's natural but the soul always shines through that's what we're looking for always is how the the soul is shining through when we notice it in their intention and therefore There's a possibility for loving exchanges. And that's what the Krishna Consciousness Movement is based on, is loving exchanges. That's what we hanker for. It's it's to feel someone else's intention. uh, To be able to feel our own intention. uh, am, Am I really alive? Can I feel? Can I feel real intention and actually give something to the Lord and not just ring a bell and I'm thinking about something else, but I actually... Uh, really mean it, that's when I feel happiest. And can, and connected. that's yoga, that's the real yoga. The uh, Intention, in fact, it's got that word ten, it's a Latin word that means to connect, like tendon. A tendon is something that connects the, the muscle and the bone, it holds together, it reaches out. And that's what we have to offer. Everything else is to facilitate the coming out of that intention. And our movement is based on this uh, search and connection to uh, gratitude for what the Lord's giving us, and then an extension of that to as many other people as possible in a, in an atmosphere of uh, pure intention based on uh, Rupa Goswami's directive, mm-hmm. Dadati Pratigranati Kuyam Akyati Pratichiti Bhunkte Bojayate Chaiva Shadbhadam Pratilakshanam that there are uh, six ways to express your love very practically that are demonstrable, demonstrative. And that is giving gifts, accepting gifts, giving prasad, accepting prasad, uh, revealing one's mind and hearing other people reveal their minds. And our book distribution is based on this. We want to make personal connections with other souls based on our common connection to krishna and when we do that in the mood of loving exchange feeling that we've been given great gifts and then we offer them to other people and when we see that they appreciate them then we notice how valuable they are also Actually, uh, we vicariously start our process of devotional service daily again, and do it again and again through the eyes of uh, those who are coming in contact with it for the first time. And it's a very personal process. Every individual living entity has his or her own set of circumstances. And when we take time to to notice what those are and appreciate the conundrum, the uh, complexity of the person's life and try to offer something that they can accept, which means that we have to be in a mood where we're respecting them and where we appreciate them. And if they feel the the intention that we have, then uh, they'll be able to rise above the impulse to uh, reject and they'll be able to accept it. And as mentioned in this verse, this is uh, the preoccupation of renunciates and renunciates can be in any ashram. It doesn't mean that you have to uh, wear saffron or be a man or a woman or uh, it's it's a state of heart. This renunciation, which means that my main purpose in life is to uh, give my senses to Krishna in service and to follow in the footsteps of Krishna, to follow his instructions, to follow our acharya. And then we're free. We're free to actually serve and go out and give ourselves to others and give gifts to others. And we also feel qualified to accept their gifts. If I don't want anything from anybody, it's so compelling. You may notice this, it's one of the most interesting experiments that we can perform and we see it live when we're doing book distribution and that is, if I can purge myself of any sense of entitlement, number one, entitlement, I'm entitled to uh, dominate people, in other words, I'm a devotee, therefore they should do what I say. Or I'm expert at this, and therefore my lines should work." I'd forget that. Don't feel entitled. And also, I feel that um, my, uh, I, yes, I, that I'm not doing it for a reward. It's non-reward-seeking work. This is the most powerful work in the universe. A-karma. That I'm not asking anything in return. I don't want any prestige from it to be able to say, hey, I did this. I got 20 pounds from this person or something like that. Announce, raise it like a flag. Or to to say that, you know, I was so expert I was able to do this or that. And uh, if, if I'm able to move about the world and especially intentionally go on sankirtan without wanting anything in return, just wanting to be in the flow of giving what I've been given, without sense of entitlement and without accepting any wanting any reward, I don't want any reward from it, then people feel it. It's uncanny. And this is a soul-to-soul connection where we notice how sensitive the living entities are. After After all we say they're sentient So what does it mean? It means they can sense intention. Living beings are so powerful. Uh, They're part and parcel of Krishna. Why wouldn't they be able to? They're conscious. They can perceive these things. And in interacting with people and uh, noticing our own state of consciousness when we do, and then noticing uh, we have a meter. You can go to the hardware store. Do you have hardware stores here or is it called something else? Everything's called something else here. If I got it. DIY. A what? DIY? DIY? Hardware. Hardware. You get a little meter, like judge intention. BIQ. B-I-Q. <laughs> What's your intention? This is our meter. This is our opportunity to see for ourselves what is my state of heart when I go out. I get immediate feedback from the Uh, living entities, the blessed living entities that I'm meeting. uh, Where am I at in my Krishna consciousness? Am I reward-seeking? Or am I purely trying to pass on what I got as a gift? And that's the... That's like one of those biofeedback machines that were popular in the 60s and 70s. They actually worked. People, you hook up all these uh, connectors to your your body and the machine would be able to tell your biorhythms and then through harmonizing your thoughts and becoming more aware of of your body and mind, you could actually bring down the biorhythms to a harmonious state. So that's what it's like on book distribution and uh, the people we meet are our mirror. They give us feedback according to our consciousness. And Krishna helps a lot too because he's there within the heart and he can give us instruction. This is also the perfection of buddhi yoga. Krishna talks about buddhi yoga in the Bhagavad Gita. Teśam bhajatam priti purvakam buddhi yogam tam That There's this intimate relationship Krishna has that if, if you want to serve me, and want to become conscious of me, I'll give you direct intelligence. And so this is a time when we can feel it very acutely, when we're going out very uh, intentionally to serve, and also to uh, give. And then we feel uh, uh, Krishna's uh, empowerment. What to say, what not to say, how far back to stand, Uh, when to offer something, when not to offer it, and so forth. All these, Krishna is using our senses. He uses our body. He uses our hands and our eyes and our speech uh, because he wants to deliver somebody. And we can be an instrument in that, and that's yoga. So book distribution is a high sadhana. It's a time when we go out and put ourselves into the testing ground. How, how am I actually situated when I meet people? And what will their response be? What my, what, how will I react to what they say? And we can rise above the sense of uh, entitlement, which is a kind of false ego, and feel gratitude, uh, this, which is entitlement's opposite. And when we're in that flow, then we're completely connected and people feel it. And then when we bring that back into the environment of our community and we express it towards all the devotees, then we have a community that is floating in the transcendent uh, realm and we feel it also. So it's important for the whole community to have an opportunity to go out and feel this, uh, have this experience to share Krishna consciousness with others and to judge the the level of consciousness they are in when they go out together. So those are a few preliminary thoughts I had about this verse, but I think that you're also expert that maybe you could bring up a few points or ask a question or two that would help churn this uh, topic conversation. Would you like to ask a question or or (coughs) offer reflection? Prabhu? Sometimes we can see that some, our intention may be good. But then what? We go for a whole day without distributing a single book? Yeah, new
1: difficult. And their intention
0: is. Did that actually happen ever? That somebody went for a whole day without distributing a single book? Is this a hypothetical or did you actually see that? Okay. Well so how many how many is so many books? So three, six, ten? Two, two books. Two books in a day? That's great. I mean, one thing is all our austerities are self imposed. Just like at the door it says you have permission to wear a mask. Is that what it says? That's kinda of like you teach a seat to do what you wish, Arjuna. <laughs> I've spoken the whole Bhagavad Gita now. <laughs> Would you like to do it or not? And so we, we have the opportunity to uh, volunteer for service. And when, when we go out, we can adjust our expectations. It's up to us. So when I'm introducing new people, that is people new to book distribution, to the great um, world known as the unknown, walking out into the great unknown to see what might happen. Uh, I always uh, ask them to adjust their expectations by saying that we're not going out to distribute books. In fact, all we're doing is going out to touch the pavement. If you have the courage to actually walk out the door and not at the last minute say, my mom's calling me to make a jam, and butter sandwich because that's what usually happens you know there's this juncture it's like yeah I listened to the seminar I said a few comments book distribution is good and then at last minute it's like yeah I just got a text my mom needs a jam and butter sandwich and I I have to leave but I'll be back someday (laughs) but if you have the courage to actually walk out the door with the crowd and go like oh my god I actually did it I'm in the car now. I'm going to that place (laughs) with all the people. You're successful already. You're already successful. You did the right thing. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, just do the right thing and you'll be happy. So then if, if we offer people that opportunity to do the right thing and then say, you go out, you touch the pavement with your foot and make a statement and just say, I was here. I came with the group. After that, everything's extra. Whether someone distributes a book or doesn't distribute a book, that takes time. It's not so, it takes time to adjust to the rough and tumble of how the world works and the three modes of material nature interacting. And that's a, a science to be learned, but uh, we only set goals for how many books we're gonna distribute during a marathon or any other time to, to uh, fulfill our human propensity or a living entity. Um, propensity to uh, reach out for goals. The numbers are completely arbitrary. I hate to to dispel any illusions here, but whatever goals we set, that's for us. It's just like when people play football. You guys play football in this country, right? (laughs) You get a field, you put up lines on it. Who made that up? How far it's supposed to be? Is it in some shastra? Somewhere? Like, the lines have to be this far? And then there's a net. How big is the net? It's like... I don't know, somebody made it up. They just put it there and they said, okay, if you kick the ball in there, you win. And then, you know, they'll, it's a billion, uh, multi-billion dollar industry. Grown men running around in uniforms saying, I have to do this. And the whole nation is standing by going like, is he gonna do it or not? Can the ball get in there? That's our propensity. It comes from the spiritual world. Who's gonna touch Krishna first? It's the living experience that we wanna do things, but it's us, it's we that set the goals and why do we do it? Prabhupada said, we need a fresh challenge to reach for. But as we're doing it, we have every right to do it in a very conscious way. We have every right to, to uh, observe what we're actually doing and the underpinning of our, of our work is, is spiritual. You know, we're keeping in mind the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and so forth and why we're doing it. And what it actually means, that's existentially, for us to come to somebody's door, in, you know, in the evening when the sun has gone down, we knock on it, they're in there just kind of in in uh, private despair because they're not really sure what's going to happen in their life or why they're even here or what happened to their kids, why they didn't follow what they said. Uh, and then you know there, there we are in front of their door and we're offering something that is of inestimable value to the soul who's on this sojourn through the world. We have to keep that in mind as we're simultaneously moving towards goals. So we can readjust the goals and not make it uh, onerous. Uh, at every level, we have the right to move the goalpost for what we're shooting for and just say, don't worry about it. Uh, take your time to observe what this is. And it's a spontaneous activity. When devotees uh, feel uh, naturally enthusiastic that I, I would like to share this with people, and they gain some confidence that they could try it. As, and especially, I think it, it gives it's very helpful to not expect devotees to perform. That uh, if somebody is uh, just learning how to do this and they go out, And we're not putting them on stage. It's like, let's see you do it. Are you going to be successful or not? Uh, Did you sell a book or not? So we can change that. We can change. Yes, you went out. Yes, you were there. Or even you didn't go out. You contributed to it. You know, you baked some cookies. Or even you advocated for it. You stood in the hallway. You didn't feel so well. You couldn't go out. And you said, you guys are good. You're going out. That's powerful. Somebody in a community saying that. A senior person comes up and said, you guys, you're doing the right thing. I wish I could be with you, but I can't right now. My hip hurts too much. That's also a success. So it's not the number of books that we sell. In fact, it's not what we do that's important. It's how we do it that's important. That's why we're a spiritual organization. Other organizations do it completely the other way, although they hint at, like, let's think more about how we do things. Corporations do this all the time because they realize that it's, it's effective. It's like, okay, guys, it's really about the bottom line, but if we add in a little bhakti to our, <laughs> to our Microsoft program where we're just trying to make money and that's all we care about ultimately, uh, it, it, then a little bhakti you know, goes a long way. Let's invite somebody in and they can talk about how you know, the human spirit is more important than just maintenance of the body. And it's like, okay, a little bit of that, that's okay. But don't get carried away. No sarva dharma <laughs> But here, we just totally flip it. We have permission, just like that sign says outside. We have permission to, to, it's like, you have permission. You can put a sign out there too, next to the mask sign. You have permission to wear a mask. You have permission to surrender to Krishna completely. Nobody can stop you. If you decide, that's it, I, I'm, I'm giving everything to Krishna, I'm going to give my full intention to pure devotional service, then you're going to change the universe. And we have permission to do that anytime. So that's what we're trying to create. That's what our institution is meant to create parameters. Jai Sri Sri Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman Sri Ki Jai Prabhu, I... Gave a tirade after your question, but there it is. There you have it. Let's ha- have a couple more questions or reflections. Prabhu.
2: Thank
1: you. Paul. Um, you, you often mentioned that book distribution is high sadhana, and then uh, today you mentioned this beautiful line that. Book distribution is about being in the flow of giving. And so could you say something about how this works together? Is it like being in this flow of giving, this compassionate kind of concern, is ultimately the space that we're trying to get to? And that, you know, seeing book distribution as high sadhana is like a stepping stone on the way there. And can you say something about how we can, what can we actually do to be out there in a real mood of compassion and concern like to really be there for the people like what can we do to really cultivate that depth of um really wanting to give and not just being there and that's a bad thing but it's not just about me and what i'll get from it but so could you say something about how i'll
0: try but first of all i'd like to say thank you for being such a stalwart and just uh an example of enthusiasm in bhakti and devotional service. It's very inspiring to see you. Krishna. It it's it's our it, it, it is a revelation that when we give, then we grow. And that we don't lose by giving. There's a sense in the material world. I read it in a textbook. I took a class on economics once when I was in university, and it said that the study of economics is about scarce resources. And by the law of supply and demand, there's an adjustment to the scarce resources. And I think scarce resources. What about Om purnamidam? Purnat Purnamudashate? It's all complete. You guys don't know that. And we, who are in devotional service, have this clear understanding that when we get in the flow of giving, preaching means giving, m- m- means to, to, to give to uh, uh, others, it means to give. And when we do, we, we actually realize the principle that, that, first of all, we don't have anything except our own good intention whatever I think I have that I'm holding on to becomes a great burden to me. Jayato pumsam sanghas teshu pujayate. I make a sangha with this world and with this body because I think I'm entitled to it and it's mine. And therefore I'm weighted down by this environment, this material environment that I'm connected to. But when we get in the flow of giving away, like Dadichi, he's such a hero in the Shumad Bhagavatam. Everybody knows that... The, the demigods taking the direction of Lord Vishnu were to create a weapon to kill Vrtrasara, the first demon mentioned in the Rig Veda, but then he's in the Srimad Bhagavatam. So they go to Dadichi for a little donation. The beggars. And what would you like? I'd like to uh, please have your bones. We could try that door to door. What would you like? like everything, you know, <laughs> including your body. You know, when people give something, it's only a token. It's like, just give anything. It's like, oh, here's this, you know, this piece of paper that I'm attached to because I'm attached to what it represents, everything in my life, starting at the core level of the, my material conception of life. It's like a little token. Here, take this stinky little piece of paper. It represents something. That's, that's the start. But didici is the mood of the Bhagavatam. Starting from the very beginning. Dharma projita kaitavo paramo. No holding back here in the Bhagavatam. We're going for the whole thing. Everything. We're giving our souls to Krishna. And so giving starts at a, at a small level. Krishna talks about it in the Bhagavad Gita. In the 12th chapter he says, you should give your whole heart to me. 24 hours a day. You will not be disappointed at all. And if you can't do that, then line yourself up behind those who are doing it and just walk where they walk. And if you can't do that, then from wherever you are, the things that you have, start giving those to help those people who are giving Krishna consciousness to others. And if you can't do that, then just try this. Go volunteer for something. It doesn't matter what it is. Go somewhere and volunteer something that doesn't require you getting a name for it or getting uh, your name on a bench that I gave this bench. Do something where nobody knows you did it, Krishna says. Some charity work. And then you'll notice that you became bigger and happy. And that's these are the beginning steps to coming to this unabated giving to Krishna, which is the, the real wealth of the soul is to be situated in this position that I just want to give to Krishna. That was Prabhupada's motto. Everything for Krishna, nothing for me. And did he lack for anything? Did he create a, 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 a vacuum into which all abundant resources were attracted? Yes. And so we're looking for that. We want to, we want to uh, touch that the web of the divine. And it can only be done through sacrifice. You don't get to any, you, you, you can't have it until you give yourself. You can't have it. It's not available. It's the outside of the bottle. You can dress up and move around, but you won't taste it until you actually give something. The Bhagavad Gita is about sacrifice. Jagnarta karmanu nyatra, human life is about sacrifice. And if you find the right place to sacrifice, you're in luck. The Krishna is saying, here I am, bokdaram jagatabhassam. I'm ready to take the, the, your sacrifice. You give to me, and everything will be perfect. So that's the principle that can be applied everywhere. Everybody kind of knows it. If you interview people all over the world and ask them what's better, to give or receive, what do you think they say? To give. The, to give. In fact, it's a real thing. I, I, when I was writing my book, the, I, I found a study from Canada of... 20,000 college students and they asked them a simple question what's better to give or receive what do you think they said Good. to give oh, how we, how do we know that we're living entities that's what we do that's our constitutional position however uh, we're we when we give with a motive then we're not fully satisfied and when when even if we give without a motive and we give to the wrong place that we're not satisfied. There are all kinds of songs. There was one by, the, I think it was the Everly Brothers. Looking for love in all the wrong places. You ever hear that one? Looking for love in all the wrong places. And so, when we, when we find the place that we can give uh, without any reservation, and this is, again, what, what we're creating here. This is a, an ashram is a place Shrama means hard labor for nothing. You're hitting your head against a wall. And ashrama means the place where you live where you just give. You're free here, you have full permission to, to just be a giver and no one will mind. In fact, you'll excel and, and you'll notice that actually I'm happier, actually I'm freer and actually I, I'm uh, making an impact on the world, and I'm never wanting for anything. Krishna says, Ananyas paripasite, tesham nityab That if you get so absorbed in this spirit of just giving, he said, Don't worry about it. I'm right there with you. Personally, with my hand, I'm going to take care of you. I'll put whatever you need, I'll put it. Because the, the giver gets so absorbed that that's all he or she wants to do. So Krishna says, no, 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 no. I'll take care of him. Don't worry, I'll be right there. And that's the real yoga that we're doing. We saw Prabhupada do it. He actually did it. That's why he celebrated all over, all over the world. We say those lines at the end of the Guru Puja. That's not just a platitude. That's true. That's why, he, that's why we worship him. And anybody who takes that path, it's an internal path and decides that I only want to be a giver. That person follows the path of the saints. So we should, we can practice that by giving our hearts and uh, bodies and souls in this mood of a sankirtan, going out and giving to people and helping one another do the same. Nirakula Devi Dasi.
2: 70s. And it was a great Sankirtan hub. And though everyone didn't go out every day, there was at least once a month when we all went out. And on the other days when we didn't go out, it was the consciousness of the community was that the devotees who were going out on Sankirtan would eventually bring devotees back, whether it was book distribution or on. And so even when you were preparing prasadam, taking care of the deities, cleaning the temple, you knew it was, it was in a preaching uh, mood. And so sometimes it's somewhat connected. I hear you talk about um, how good it is for the whole community when, when devotees go out on Sankirtan, when they join all these sankirtan festivals, uh, turning kineshtas into madras. Because um, in our community, we've really benefited from this. And so I thought it
0: would be nice to share. OK, throw me an underhand pitch, why don't you? OK, so there's an there's a, a analogy I'm fond of, and therefore I say it regularly, that an organization has to breathe, just like the body needs a breath. We're pushing out the carbon dioxide, bringing in oxygen. And Bhaktivedanta Manor and our other ISKCON communities are organisms. They're organized. They're entities, multiple entities organized, to get, uh, working together for a common cause. That's a community, it's an organization. And that has to have. Yes?
1: Sorry to interrupt, Maharsha. There are many devotees sending a message that Maipur TV, the volume is extremely
0: low. Oh, no. About... This is horrible. We are our deepest apologies for the technical difficulties. Well, I guess we can carry on. The, the example of breathing is applicable to uh, our Sankirtan marathons. And not just the marathons. The marathon is just a time when we put special emphasis, but it can be done... At any time. When we go out into the great unknown, known as the public, and we offer gifts to people in the form of books and prasadam and the holy names and our friendship and uh, a facility to come back and join us, then there's a way in which we experience uh, a kind of exhilaration that comes from seeing for ourselves as I've just been describing, uh, the connection we have with Krishna, the connection they have with Krishna, how the modes of material nature work. And when we th- that kind of uh, realization is not available uh, anywhere else, except in the Yajna itself. So when devotees get that, they bring it back in to the group. And then we are refreshed we are breathing. We get the oxygen that, that comes from the devotee's realization of what it's like to go out and give to other people. And this lifts the entire organization. It brings blood to the brain of the organization. In fact, the way Srila Bhakti Siddhanta put it is, when you go out, when you risk your own sense of convenience and a comfort, which is an illusion, and you go out, and you inconvenience yourself for the sake of others. Then he said, you get spiritual blood for your spiritual body. Chidrakta for your chid sharira. You know you got a spiritual body you're working on, right? Say yes. yes. And then how do you get blood for it? Yeah, go out and experience a little inconvenience. It's not really inconvenience. Bhakti Minotakura said, my greatest pleasure is taking inconvenience from my spiritual master. As my greatest pleasure, greatest happiness. So we get that. And when the community uh, rallies around that principle and is able to cross the line, and what line is it? To put it in succinct and clear terms, when I feel comfortable outside my comfort zone, that's a good place to be. When I start feeling uncomfortable in my comfort zone, that's a good place to be. Like, yeah, let me move a little outside my comfort zone into my zone where I, I feel a little bit challenged. That's where growth takes place. It always takes place there on the edge. You can't grow unless you push yourself on the edge. Let's say you're practicing an instrument and unless you push yourself into it and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this even though I, I know you know, I'm not quite there yet. Then he's like, ah, part of your mind's going, nah. Just watch TV instead. You can just sit there. (laughs) But there's no growth there. It doesn't happen there. It happens on that edge. So the book distribution is that edge. When you knock on someone's door, last night we went out. We took 60, how many devotees went out? About 60. 60 devotees. How many, what percentage were kids? Uh, No, no, I'm asking uh, Sridam. He's the, 60 60 kids. (laughs) what percentage were kids 60%. 64% 64% about 40 60% were
1: kids
0: 60% were kids 60% were kids and we went out and we um, I, I didn't want to use the word rampaged but <laughs> <laughs> we benedicted an entire neighborhood uh, the the leaders had it by divided up into groups, and we went out. I think I had about twenty people at each door knock on the door and sixty six percent of them were kids and people opened their doors and the experiences we had were invaluable. We met um, met a Muslim person actually the first door I walked up to uh, The group had already been talking to him, and the guy said, "No thanks," and he was about to close the doors. So I, I just thought, as I was approaching, I thought, "Well, let's give another, another little try," and uh, and the guy identified him as I could tell he was a Muslim, and I said, salaam alaikum, alaikum salam, matamakifilak, alhamdulillah, Allah akbar," and he was like, "What? That's my language," and then you know we started having a friendship and you know we talked to him a little bit more and it turned out that he did have the ability to give and what we realized from that was that every bird has a song that he or she sings little birds you listen to them we were just in Folkestone the other day and we could hear seagulls flying over the English Channel and they they have a certain sound you hear the seashore Uh, you, you know you're by the ocean when you hear seagulls crows you know you could be anywhere and uh, there's songbirds, you're in a meadow. So people, they listen for that little sound. It's like, do you know my song, little bird? And if you sing their song, then they'll go like, okay, birds together, flock together, I can be with you. So you have to know the song of all the different birds out there. Like Krishna, he knows the language of every living being. We're parts and parcel of Krishna, so we can give a, take a shot at it, right? So you listened, like, who is the bird here? It's like. You sing their little song and they go, whoa, <laughs> we're together, you're with me, and I'm with you. We're birds of a feather. So we found that. The, the Muslim man gave a donation. And we, we went around uh, from one door to the next, and it's, it's the most exciting thing. It's like a game show. You, you know, people are glued, like, what's behind door number two? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's at stake, you know, the guy's gonna either win a car or go home broke. And the door opens, (laughs) you won! So behind every door there's some unique uh, mixture of the modes of nature with a soul right in the middle of the whole thing. And then there, there we are, armed to the teeth with our instruction we've received from the Bhagavad Gita. We know what's going on. It's all theoretical till the door opens. And then you have to stand there and deliver based on uh, you know, what you've realized from the Shastra. And if you haven't realized it, then it starts to come to bear. This is the oxygen we get. This is what changes Kanishta adhikārīs, who are all theoretical, into madhyam adhikārīs. They actually get it. And Kanishta adhikārīs, by the way, as Prabhupāda writes in the Sri Shapanishad, they sit around and complain about how you know, every little detail is not right. Sound familiar, ever? Uh, and Majjama Adhikaris they sit around, in fact they stay up all night thinking how can I make this preaching work better which would you rather have you can vote, Kanishta?
1: Majjama
0: are you all abstaining come on now when you vote, you vote Kanishta. yes Majjama who wants the utama? <laughs> yes, you would. Okay, so that's what we want. And, and sankirtan is high sadhana, that's how we get there. And the community, the communities that go out together, they feel the electricity together. When kids and parents go out together, by the way, it's the one time they're doing service all together. They're, and the parents are watching their kids uh, preach at the door and you know they're assisting them they're they're all together in one group that's what we felt last night and the oxygen the oxygenation is palpable afterwards when we gathered together afterwards everyone gave comments and they were all very realized comments about how the world works about uh, how the souls in the body and and what we're actually doing and how one applies the principles that Lord Chaitanya gave, Trinada, Pisini, HNA, And that, that, that's the only thing that works in the, in the real scheme of the universe. Uh, it becomes, as Prabhupada used to say, practified. <laughs> so th- this is real. This is what our movement is. This is the mission. And everything else is meant to support the mission. The, the, the front going out and experiencing this for oneself, actually being a giver, giving oneself, And giving to other people unabashedly and and, uh, without reservation because that's what you've done. That's what changes the world. Nothing else does. There is no change to the world uh, just with brick and mortar. There has to be the vital energy of connecting to the soul and surrendering to Krishna. Otherwise, uh, we don't have anything except a boring life and a bunch of things to complain about. And that's not very nice. So Sankerton is the answer. Book distribution has always been the delivery system through which we could definitively leave our mark in a place. The book goes in the door the door closes we won. We just won a great battle. In fact the first time I took 5 5-year-olds out on Sankerton. That's we wanted to try it out and see what it was like. So 5 5-year-olds and the first door we went to, somebody inside was uh, a, some kind of a patient. They were physically or mentally impaired and they had a caretaker. Caretaker didn't want that book to come inside the apartment and the, the impaired person did and there was a struggle between good and evil. <laughs> and the five five-year-olds got it. They got it. They're, they could watch it and they saw there was a struggle between the book going in and out, in and out. Finally, in, door uh, closed, click, And they went, yay, (laughs) good one over evil. You can watch it right before your uh, very eyes when you go out on sankirtan. So you need that. When kids grow up and they see that, then they get it. And they understand what the modes of material nature look like. They open an apartment and somebody is a hoarder and it stinks inside and the person's suffering like anything and the kids know what the mode of ignorance looks like. You can read it in a book or you could actually see it for yourself or both And we want realization. Our young people have to uh, interact with the modes of material nature in service to be able to come to this point of understanding uh, that our philosophy is real, it's not theoretical. It's it's applicable in every circumstance in life. Let's just take a couple more questions. Quick, because I feel the energy shifting somehow, something's happening. Anyone else from this side of the room? Work with me, people. Okay, that's in the middle of the room. <laughs>
1: Thank you, much for a wonderful uh, class. Uh, I was wondering if you could uh, share with us that wonderful uh, teachings of Srila because we talked you read. Just maybe you can share some. Language.
0: Do you have it? Could you just look it up? Yes, I can. Vegetable tribes. We'll just read it. If I describe it all, I won't do justice. But if I read it to you... But I'm warning you, if you hear this, your life will never be the same. You may go crazy, spiritually. So if you don't want that to happen and you'd like to live a calmer, more normal life, then you can step outside when I read this. Either that or just cover your ears. And you can watch the reaction of everybody else. Okay? Say yes. 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 Okay. Okay, another question for this side of the room, we're insisting upon it now. Ask a question or give a reflection. Reflections are easy. It just means anything you heard so far that's stuck in your mind. Yes? Give her the mic, please.
2: <laughs> you mentioned that the living beings are centered living beings, especially on the street while distributing books, it can be a mirror and a reflection of our own attentions. So, when we receive a reflection and not so positive feedback from the other party on the street, how do we process that and reflect on what it is within ourselves that is being mirrored and reflected back?
0: What a good question. Thank you very much. It's the best thing that can happen, in case you haven't noticed, the best thing that can happen to you is to be chastised. That's why advanced devotees like Advaita Acharya hanker for chastisement, because it it gives almost instant self-realization, or at least the impetus for it. Because when somebody praises you, then like, hey, yeah, I'm pretty good after all. Maybe I'll watch TV for a while. But when somebody chastises me, then I feel like, boy, I better get it together. I'm so low. And when we're on book distribution and and we get feedback from people, we can take it to heart and uh, take it as a, uh, a corrective. And also, we, we can kind of see ourselves. Like the other day, when we were with a group of devotees down on High Street near Tesco es- Extra. You know where that is? See, I know stuff. Uh, Tex- Tesco Extra, I know, where, I know how this country works. Okay, so. <laughs> We were distributing a book and big crowd and everything. And I was flying high. And then this Muslim lady came along. Boy, was she resolute. Remember her? Anybody was there? Yeah. She was like, I'm to the core. I'm, I'm, you know, dedicated to, to Islam, which was kind of a beautiful thing to meet such a stalwart person. And so, you know, I was talking to her. And usually because of the momentum, you know, people start like going my way. But then she was like, so strong and into her thing she goes no you're going my way i'm gonna go home and get you a koran and i'll be right back and i said all right wait right here and then you know she came back and gave me the koran which i still have and so i was telling the devotees on the spot because it was actually an immediate thought i had was like now we know what it feels like to be approached and somebody insisting that you know go my way you 're going your way right now, but you should be going my way so we should we should know how that feels so because that 's how we refine ourselves as we become sensitive to the environment and how everybody else feels when we approach them. Atma pamyena Sarvatra sama yogi paramumata the parama yogi the topmost yogi is the one who understands other people because uh, He has empathy, compassion, because he or she's been through it. And they know what it's like to be in the material world and being tumbled constantly. And they can relate to other people on their level. And so we're like little rocks. I'm like a a, a rock, definitely. But sharp-edged. And then you get in a tumbler. My father used to have a tumbler. He had, had a hobby, rock collecting. You collect rocks on the outside. It looks like nothing. But if you know what it is on the inside and you put it in the tumbler after about a week of it going around and around with all the sound and gravel and everything else, you pull it out and it's shiny and beautiful and it's a, it's a rare stone. So that's the way we are. I am especially. But we go out and the rough edges when the people say, you know, hey, not so hard. You know, I had one person I was... Uh, on Santa Cruz on the Avenue and I was I just pushed one time a little too hard because there's always that line right that you're trying to you don't want to deprive them of, of the opportunity to reciprocate and do take a look and you know I went one step too far and the guy, ah why why you do this you know and then I thought yeah why do I do that I do it to everybody <laughs> why don't I why don't I be humble <laughs> she knows uh you know, and, and so that's good. That's a good thing. That's why it's high sadhana. We're going out for our own purification. We wanna be we want that biofeedback machine hooked up. And that's, there you have it, right there, live and in person. And that's how we become pure. We go out and make the sacrifice that makes us pure. We want it. And so that's why it's high sadhana. That's why we go out. It's not to get the score. It's not to you know, scores are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm into goals, scores, everything. But behind it all, it, the driving force is we need to have this uh, grounded sense of like who we are and how we actually move in the world matters. And the way we think matters. The thoughts come out and they resonate or are or, or discordant with people. people. The Living entities can do that for us by Krishna's mercy. Okay. Is that right? yes. Okay. Now get ready or um, walk out of the room or clover your ears if necessary. From Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada on distribution of Gaudiya literature. The Madhva Gaudiya literature enshrines the account of the career and teachings of Sri Chaitanya and his associates from the pens of the eternal servants of the Lord. They not only rank with revealed literature of the world, but furnish the only complete divine dispensation for all ages and the specific dispensation for the present age. The reason why the promulgation of the divine dispensation has not been followed by the establishment of unadulterated theism all over the world is to be sought in our neglect to try to understand Godia literature by the only method of approaching the transcendental subject through the medium of the spiritual guide. The fear of being victimized by the quacks and pseudo gurus need not trouble those who do not themselves intend to be so victimized in their quest of the absolute. It is imperatively necessary for all persons who really wish to make the spiritual acquaintance of the Gaudiya literature to engage in the quest of bona fide Chaitanyites, they are themselves not in earnest, or are disp- if they are themselves not in earnest, or are disposed to be content with anything less than knowledge of the absolute revealed by the Gaudiya literature, they are doomed to failure, or to fall into the hands of pseudo gurus. But no really cautious person who knows his own mind need miss the sight of the bona fide devotee of Godhead if he is really in need of the service of the divinity. The Gaudiya literature will be translated into all the languages of the world by the agents of the divine mercy at the appointed time. There will also There will also no doubt spring up a mighty host of pseudo exponents of an immense body of spurious Gaudiya literature, as has been the case in the past. This is to be expected by all really thoughtful persons, but nothing can have the least power of depriving a person of the mercy of the real agents of divine mercy, except one's deliberate refusal to avail of the same when it will be offered at his very door in a perfectly recognizable form. As soon as a single person will have conceived the sincere desire of undertaking the promulgation of the tidings of the Godia literature to the peoples of this world, he is thereby enrolled among the agents of divine mercy with power to forward the fulfillment of this expressed, oh. That's why I like books. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as a single person will have conceived the sincere desire of undertaking the promulgation of the tidings of the Godia literature to the peoples of this world, he is thereby enrolled among the agents of divine mercy with the power to forward the fulfillment of this expressed wish of the Supreme Lord. The Gaudiya literature will not long remain confined to the Bengali-speaking people. It will, in a short time, expand and display its full brilliance through the medium of all the languages, including those of birds, beasts, and the vegetable tribes. Haribo, come on, come on now. 1922, the Harmonist magazine. Any department here? For the vegetable tribes. <laughs> this is the mood, the pure devotees, the utama Adhikaris come down to the Madhyama platform, but it still shows. And the, the impetus is there, in all times, in all place, all circumstances. Etavareva jignasya, jignas tanatmanaha. Anvaya vyatareka bhyam sarvata Sarvada Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam says, in all times, in all places, in all circumstances, this is the Sankirtan movement. What's the schedule today? We stop right now? I have to make an announcement. Okay, that means we're stopping. I thank you very much, everybody, for your kind attention and uh, for joining together today. Hare Krishna. Please
1: stay.